everybody welcome to dumb and awful this is brett everyone left board this is rob i'm at dumb and awful on twitter uh extremely online left uh at left online on twitter um i'm spider i'm stalk and you can find them on twitch uh and it's twitch tv backslash extremely online left do you have a set schedule or uh monday thursday saturday usually spied stock uh, how are you guys are you or should i say or should i say good day mate uh, <laughs> it's us. uh that's that's a noise right <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? oh oh crikey this this stingray seems safe huh you know australian stuff don't you love it when people do that to you like reduce everything about your your personhood to a single factor isn't that i do it to myself all accent? the time i do it to everyone uh i can get away with like when i see another tall person uh in the you elevator start yelling at them with an australian accent uh i mean i wish i had the 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 confidence in self you know to, <laughs> to do what i truly believe which is that it's right to do that but no instead i'm like hey you play basketball just because in like in a very <laughs> reactionary conservative way i've had to go through it now you have to go through it <laughs> you know how many times i've had to hear like hey how's the air up here which by the way we had or what no how's the air up up it How's the air up there, right? Which is like, first of all, that shit was played out in like the 20s. You'd get your ass beat by a greaser for saying that. It's not funny. And now the answer, I don't know if you saw the study that just came out, which seems legitimate. The air up here is fucking terrible because tall people are twice as likely to die from COVID now. Yeah, that's it. Oh. Yeah, fun, fun. But don't worry about me. It was worth it. It was great. I had a lot of unearned experiences that if you knew my personality, you would never have given me. <laughs> so it, it's, I'm the candle that started twice as high and then fucking uh, burned out. But that's fine because height is, you know, something that people agree is basically that it's understood and it's it's a good thing, whereas being Australian is confusing and frightening to a lot of people. <laughs> So I'm, I'm hoping well, not least of all us. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping you have a better uh, grasp on it than us, because I every time I, I well we'd fall off if we didn't. I I, I don't understand. This is some sort of weird proto English wordplay. I don't even understand what that means. Save it for QI, mate. Now, every time I see Australian news, it's just like it's like my YouTube algorithms like something horrific because i've been watching you know you guys's uh material uh like I, I always try to tune into the extremely online left uh streams they're like you're on the opposite side of the world so it's it's hard to always be awake for them uh but when i can i tune in and they're obviously really good uh and they're hugely depressing a lot of times just because <laughs> of you know the, the history and nature of uh australian politics but thanks to that Thanks to that, my my Aussie recommendations have gone from like ten year old uh, the Chaser uh, sketches, which are quite delightful, to just a, a, a Parthenon of atrocities. <laughs> that, is, that is your country. Could it couldn't be me? Uh, I wish I, I wish we hadn't had that compliment before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we've been on a bit of a history kick lately, just kind of watching a bunch of um, bunch of documentaries with chat and um, any of the sort of non-Australian folks kind of raising a bit of awareness of some of the sort of horrible things that, uh, that we've done um, in the process of colonising. But one of the exciting things about um, living in Australia is that the colonisation process um, seems to have actually accelerated as it's gone along. So 
um, whilst we have been watching history, um, when we actually sort of cover recent news as well, um, we're generally sort of able to to keep those threads running from those documentaries right through to the to the current day, which is pretty awesome. Nothing, nothing will slow you all down. Australian racism will not be stopped. It's, it's just woven into the very fiber of our beings. In America, like you do have your sort of, um, and again, this is this is from an outside perspective. You do have your kind of um, Confederate flag waving sort of um, commitment to racism type people, but for the most part, there's there's kind of a liberal wokeness that sort of is gradually working its way into the the social norm. Your average sort of p- person on the street, for example, isn't likely to do blackface. Yeah, it's uh, we have a, a very thin patina of egalitarianism here. It it exists only basically in in liberal tone policing, and in no <laughs> way uh, in the families and communities of the Americans you're imagining. So let me disabuse you of that. Um, <laughs> our leaders don't need to do blackface like the Canadian ones because we don't need to take their lead. We got it here, just on our on a bottom up level. So don't worry, we're super we're super terrible. Australia's racism, it does, though, it has a certain, uh, there, there's a different tonal character to it, because it's almost like your racism is, it, it's, you haven't been separated from England that long, and so your racism sort of developed under a context of, that's all right, it's all right, mate, no one's watching, no one's, <laughs> no one's paying it, no one gives a fuck, we're, 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 wet, we're somehow we're in the global west, but we're down in the global south and off in the corner, uh, it used to be a penal calling, no one cares. Uh, no one's our media travels only when someone particularly hot uh, catches the wind and lands in LA. <laughs> it's fine. I have to say, I know very little about uh, Australian race relations. Yeah, it's an interesting thing um, because I think there is like a self perception of that same liberal wokeness, but then it manifests like the racism manifests itself in these really overt ways, but it's it's more like you get 30 different panels of white people talking about, is it okay to still be like unironically depicting like minstrel art and (laughs) doing blackface and these sorts of things. And it happens like multiple times throughout the average year. It's just part of the the repeating media cycle in this country is, um, Oh, um, famous person photographed in not just blackface, full black body um, pretending to be (laughs) such and such athlete is blackface. Okay. To do (laughs) If you go full black body, I don't believe you aren't racist. Just because I've seen most people's costumes and the effort they put into it. And it's not the the amount of totality to your commitment where you're on like your upper thigh just rubbing in. I don't know. Again, I don't know where you buy blackface. I don't know what it's made out of. I'm sorry. I, I should inform myself maybe. But at the point you're doing the parts no one will see. I mean, unless the night goes well. <laughs> like you... The only animating factor there can be racial animus, right? It's it's, but that's the, the other weird thing, right? Like we don't have that history of minstrelism here. Like our our racism yeah. is more just. It kind of sounds like you do, though. But no, but it's a really. <laughs> you just said there was history? a thirty-person yeah, white panel like... whose job was to say, like, no, no, it's it's not ironic. We really do love and appreciate this minstrel. <laughs> We, we don't we don't have the same history of, of like minstrel acts as they do in the US, so therefore it's not racist when we do it. <laughs> I like that. It's the I is is literally the argument that gets made. Uh I did see that 
like more more recent uh weird australian racist stuff that <sighs> there's a company down there a dairy company whose cheese product is named c-o-o-n and they were like yeah man i guess we should change that name maybe maybe you should and they're like well in our defense this is them they're like in our defense it's named after our founder edward coon <laughs> so i mean that's kind of why i brought this up because i think you almost need to know that aspect of australian racism to understand why this has been a thing for as long as it has um being oblivious to the horrible nature of, of what you're doing and thinking that you're actually okay and, and that you're you actually like black people so how can you be racist whilst you're um applying your fucking coal to your face i um i i actually grew up where this cheese is produced as well so pretty popular in the area that i grew up um yeah this is pretty like close to my home and sort of been a something that yeah i have even just since i was a kid looked at and gone how is this a thing you know like oh wait so I could, you recognize... i would not be allowed to say this oh, okay. i would not be allowed to say this in any context other than to the cheese because particularly because i grew up in, in an extremely indigenous community as well it it for, even from a very young age this has just been something that's just like stuck out at me as being like abrasive and it's actually been recently the company has recently been taken over by um a canadian uh a dairy in like company uh, Saputo. Yeah, yeah, the parent company also owns the Cracker Barrel cheese brand in America, which is... That rules. <laughs> that, that evens it out because they're doing an anti-white slur and an anti-black slur in different parts of the world, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, Cracker Barrel is not... Trust me, there's nothing anti-white about no. uh, Cracker Barrel. Cracker, <laughs> cracker Barrel is, is calling to the crackers to gather around the communal barrel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it is, it is, it's, just... it's post white supremacy. It, it's like a, a realized utopia of white supremacy in there. Everything is made out of cork and whatever paint they use on NASCAR cars. I like the idea though the, that they the, the, dem the demographic the demographic is in the name. You know, it's like us. It does what it says on the tin. It's still funny that the same people that owned and operated Cracker Barrels are like, "Hey, we bought a new uh, Australian company. What's the name?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, even for us, that has to change. We will be changing that. Well, it's it's hilarious. So, well, it's it's not it is and it isn't hilarious. But um, there's a bloke by the name of um, Stephen Hagen, um, who's an indigenous activist, um, and, and they've been fighting for decades to get this changed. So everyone, actually, no, I guess it's just like the Redskins, right? Like, yeah, this this is just yeah. a slur. That that that's also a problem here because we love um appropriating slurs from around the world over here as well because it didn't happen here it didn't happen here we're allowed to do it you know what people always people always raise the point that you know it's funny no one really knows why but uh, Australians they do travel like they get passports and they they travel and they see the world it's the people that really likes to you know they're a cosmopolitan cosmopolitan people they like to spread out and learn things that. Turns out all the things you were learning is just the localized racial slurs. <laughs> yeah, bring yeah, them back. <laughs> bring them back to the homeland so you can Australianize it. Oh, oh Good work, guys. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so ba so basically this um this indigenous activist has been campaigning for multiple decades now to get this changed. Um and multiple owners of the of the company as well has changed hands a few times. Uh, since since um, he'd started that campaign. But um, the common thread across all of them as to why they don't need to change it is this Edward William Coon person. Um, 
some people say is the founder of the company. Some people say there are a scientist who developed the specific cheese making process that they use to make the cheese. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff going around about that. Intent versus impact. There you go. And as an interesting aside as well, um, Dr. Hagen, I should, I should, um, refer to him by his, by his proper title. Um, Published an article in the First Nations Telegraph in 2014, um, sharing research that showed that Edward Kuhn, the supposed founding member or expert scientist, um, was actually an uneducated Russian immigrant who worked as a factory hand. Uh, and the patent was launched in his name 10 years after the cheese was being sold. So the, the historical origin story of, of the the, um, the owner of the company and it's it's his legacy and and you're removing his legacy by changing the name like because everyone's been up in arms about this like people are losing their minds like even people that I generally see good takes coming from are shocked and appalled that that we need to change the name of this cheese it's political correctness gone mad sort of thing but even like the the, the supposed origin story of this industrious um, person who's developed this cheese making process even that's all bullshit. It was literally because it was wrapped in black wax. Yeah, yeah. That is straight. That's like as straightforward as possible. You started selling a cheese. Uh, you wrapped in black wax. You called it a racial slur for black people. Then you retroactively found a dude with that same name. So you applied the patent and f just rode that forever of like, it's not racism, guys. And all the Australians ate that shit up. Literally. Yep. Yeah. You can't, well, you can't help your, your surname. <laughs> Come on. Like. So you're at you're at Aldi's and you're walking down, you know, and it's a couple decades ago. You're there. You're just there buying cheese. You aren't expecting to have a laugh and remembering your uncle saying something racist. But there's that there's that one particular <laughs> brand that, that sparks joy because you're Australian, and it's 1964 or yeah. 2011, and you know that gives you the economic bump used to justify that it's continued existence and that goes until an economic bump uh sets things right it's uh capitalism man it's bleak <laughs> almost as bleak as as a bunch of white guys yeah. just uh sitting around discussing racial slurs <laughs> this yeah this, this shit's you like indistinguishable from like a mclaughlin group episode from like 1987 <laughs> Dayglo parties or Dago parties? Which know you more, Pat Buchanan? The goddamn mix more dangerous as drunks or policemen. Bob Novak, let's hear it. You know, rule of three for comedy, I should have another one, but that's as deep as my bench of uh, McLaughlin group guests is going to go. Figure it out for yourself, guys. Do we have any non-racial slur yeah, I was content? Say to, to move along. Uh, it's getting real... Yeah, let's move into I, something I, <laughs> I'm just not going to be able to, to keep pace with uh, I'm not going to be able to compete with Nick Mullen if we're going to go into this sort of content <laughs> <laughs> to, to transition here to something that's not slur based uh, <laughs> so anything outside of Australia no um, you know listener weigh in I think we kind of we weaved our way through Scylla and Charybdis there a little bit <laughs> I mean you probably didn't like everything you heard but be honest <laughs> Given who's piloting this craft, it could have gone way worse. <laughs> we somehow made it out the other side. No, uh, I was going to say, I was... Oh, we got no content left now. If we're moving typical on from Australians. Race, so. You move on from race, they got nothing. You're, once the racial slurs dry up, it's silence. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. 
No, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I've been enjoying watching the new furor in Australia over coronavirus cases because you guys had like an initial outbreak and then largely the lockdown seemed to work there yeah. in the same way that it mostly did here at the beginning. And now you're seeing a rise again in Victoria, <laughs> right? And I was cracking up because I, I saw it and I was like, oh, that seems alarming. Uh, but it's an adorably low number. Like the number of cases that's causing alarm is the amount that New Jersey is bragging about that they got down to. Like we're doing great here in New Jersey. The, U the U.S. has more deaths per day than, than we've even had cases in a, in a, in a day. <laughs> yeah, it's called excellence. For the whole country, I don't even know if we've hit a thousand. Like Victoria had a seven hundred the other day. That's the worst day that the country's had, and it was mostly because of one state. So, like a whole state still didn't have as many cases as America has deaths. Like the America has a thousand deaths a day, right? Like, oh, we've been above that. Just... Texas by themselves had like six hundred the other day. Yeah, well, yeah, like yeah. So, um, definitely a different situation here uh we have mandatory masks at the moment that started oh coming up on two weeks ago probably 10 days ago i'd say now maybe is it being followed out there like the aussies are actually doing it we, For the most we part. honestly yeah look i, I think that australia is pretty down with it like I don't, I don't i think we do have a bit of um we've had a few sovereign citizens uh try and i guess you have sovereign test the waters uh, invoke, invoke the the constitution right, right, right. <laughs> i've talked about this on street recently and it's another one of these like u.s imports that just like historically have no context here it's like why do we have don't <laughs> tread on me people here if there's no there's no constitutional basis for that to exist like you know you don't have a right to guns or free speech to def you know to fit to defend or anything like that in this country you like, guys have biker gangs too which you know you're welcome for that <laughs> yeah and i mean the hell's angels they're they're they yeah, were an american yeah. export as well i think but they're 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 one of the the groups that still consider themselves in australia at least like the last kind of free community they don't sort of tend to worry about honestly in terms of fringe imports like the hell's angels are way less annoying than the like sovereign citizen <laughs> yeah, those dudes are those so guys. much more i, I for, they all think they're experts in admiralty law and unfortunately <laughs> I, I had a scholarship to a school that was like number one, number one law school for admiralty law. So I would bump up into these people and it's just like, buddy, I, I, I know well, you think you should be able to get drunk in your car, but there, there's no old sea captain whose tome will give you the explanation you need to get out of this DUI. Uh, it's just not going to happen for you. I don't know. It's one of my favorite subgenres of human. Like in, in terms of a people watching perspective like the way that they sort of try to twist things and like you know they'll yeah. go into a post office and start abusing the poor person that's well, working that, this is the thing like okay so like you know it's gone viral out in australia and and you know the the karens of getting thrown around left right and center here and the, you know and it's it it really was like one of the first viral like real viral videos that's just disgusted i'd say most of the country because most of the country is pretty happy to wear the mask and kind of don't like seeing that there is a stigma of not wearing I mean, a mask. Great. I think like people look at you like you're a Karen now because of this, right? And but this woman went into a hardware store and deliberately had the phone going, was already at a nine, ready to start a fight with retail workers. Like these retail workers are literally the essential workers. They're the ones that are on the front line every day, and like 
it's that's where they're drawing the line in the sand. Like of all the issues in the world to, to, to like take on right now, they're going to pick a fight with a retail worker, like who effectively doesn't really care other than the fact that that person's right. yelling at them without a mask. Like it was, the, they dealt with it very well as well. That was the thing. Like they were trying to get a reaction out of the staff. They didn't get a reaction out of them. They were, everything that they said had no like lawful grounds. Every single thing they said had no lawful grounds. Like they were in, a, they were literally on private property, right? They were in a like a cor- one of the most corporate chains in our country. So this particular person was trying to invoke the 1948 UN Human Rights Charter um, sure. to some poor retail worker in a hardware store as to why they couldn't also to wear a mask despite it being a condition of entry. Into the I, store. I love the idea that like. Somewhere in Australia, somebody is watching the like really horrific Karen videos from America. Like that could be me, and, they're, and like their 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 idea is like I yeah. could imitate this psychotic white woman that I see in America spouting off at some poor minority in a store. I could, that could be me. It's like how people will watch American Idol and be like, man i am a way better singer than her i should i should do that right but then you just don't because it's too much of an ordeal in australia you're watching like uh american karens go mask off and scream at retail employees and you're like man i could be a way bigger piece of shit (laughs) and and, and you have a way to act on that which is just like you pop down to the aldis again I think the q thing has exploded massively in australia with this virus that makes no sense why it's not even your country. It barely makes sense in our country, but all the references are at least obscure American references. Q is not even doing anything about your pedophiles in the lore. <laughs> We're working on our nationalist pedophiles. <laughs> Get your own conspiracy theories. Yeah, don't you guys have any like organic Australian conspiracy theories you can go deranged with? <laughs> is there any? I mean, the um, whole thing is the only one I can really think of. Well, yeah, of I was going to say, well, no, but interest, I was actually going to say that, interestingly, the ones I straight away think of, both of them, are, like, related to our prime ministers. <laughs> what are they? We had, um, we had Harold, Harold Holt. He, was a sw- he really liked swimming, right? So he, he loved to swim. Oh, that was one of I his, like, guy. you know, hobbies, I guess. And uh, basically, he, he walked out to sea one day for a swim and never came back. Just walked out, but you know, like, so then you get into the conspiracy theories, and it's like, well, was he picked up in a Chinese sub? (laughs) I hope he was because there's no reason for that to have happened except for because there's no geopolitical like stratagem that you can even imagine that incorporates that discrete act. But it, it, so they're 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 for therefore, we must for this theory to work just assume that some some board. Sub operators on from China just were like, let's scoop this motherfucker up. And he happened to be the prime minister. Like it's just a thing they do like once a month that they all look forward to. And this time they just happen to got they got one of your leaders. Yeah. It's like aliens popping in America. He was a Chinese um plant. Spy. Yeah. And that was that was his his out. So like he swam out to sea and rendezvoused with the sub that took him back to China so that he could inform them on all of the all of the Australian info that he'd gathered as prime minister and give up his position of power which would be more valuable to them (laughs) in the last what 12 12 months like i think we've had basically the same the same arguments being made like we've had 
there's been a fair bit of concern about our uh, parliament being infiltrated by Chinese spies. So it's definitely a thing that's still going on right now that, you know, people are throwing around. Awesome. But the other one was, the other prime minister was um, Gough Whitlam. I'm not sure Whitlam. China cares. And so there's, there's a, uh, I guess you could maybe argue a conspiracy for um, the fact that that was a CIA coup as well. Um I mean, that's probably not a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah but that's, that's where you got to be like. <laughs> yeah, whenever the CIA is involved, I, I, at this point, I'm just like, eh, it probably happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I said that to my boss once. The leftist conspiracy theories always turn out to be true. They do. Well, yeah, because you don't have to cast nets far and wide. You can say the CIA has X number of individuals that work for the organization. It's just a workplace, yeah. right? And then they have a massive a massive budget both on the books and the black budget, which is confidential, which we assume is even larger. Most NATSEC people think it's even larger, right? So you have an immense amount of money being provided from the Imperial Corps to its intelligence agency, which is not that many people such that any individual project is going to have tons of backing behind it. Yep. And like any workplace, you got to show that, you know, you're not fucking around. So just logically, the CIA should, if they don't want to like get fired or replaced <laughs> or get a poor evaluation, they should be up to some shit around the world. <laughs> they got nothing. Like a quotas to fill. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, exactly. It's like it, it, the people that get hired there are like white collar, uh, you know, right leaning psychos and, and patriots that think, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, it's actually for the good of the country. And that person has already crossed that hurdle by signing up and joining the CIA. Like, they applied that logic. Yeah, exactly. So and anything they do now, whether it's just like, oh, you want to see if we could get the, the Australian prime minister uh, elected? It's like, yeah, fuck it. That seems like a fine thing to do if you had a bunch of funding and, and nothing else. That It's your job. Yeah. Like golf a tonkin shit. Like that's your yeah, job. I'm gonna meet my um destabilization of foreign countries quota. <laughs> no, so the, the the conspiracy with the that other prime minister is that the CIA cooed him then? Yeah, they just um so that was our prime minister that brought in free universal health care and free education. Um and very quickly uh, got uh, <laughs> booted out on some minor technicality. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's a hundred percent true. If that's if if before he got booted, he did anything that could be vaguely described by um, insane American standards as socialist, then that's probably what happened. Yes, I mean, after all, there's only so many countries in Central and South America. Like sometimes you just gotta fucking you know expand your horizons a little bit. Well, the historical context of that as well is that it was <laughs> not too distant from Vietnam um, and Korea. There was, it was in the 70s, where geographically situated in the, the Southeast Asian kind of territory. So um, you can definitely understand. Uh, I just, now, now I have the mental image of like fucking uh, a CIA agent on the way back from Vietnam doing a layover in Australia and like, hey man, we're on vacation. You just want to coo some shit? It's just like, uh, yeah, they're just like <laughs> the guys with these, these dark Ray-Bans and floral shirts just being like, bro, fucking... Laos sucks, man. Like, you, do you want to just destabilize like a white English-speaking government, like just on the way, home? just so we have a, a W when we get home to our wives? Some you place know? with dope beaches, maybe. It's like, how long do you think that would take? I don't know, like a week. 
is is you, you guys you guys came out here and built a fucking base, but decided to build it literally in the middle of our de- in the middle of a country in the middle of a desert. That was when, if if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, that was when Kubrick was still uh, running the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> A, a dark base in the middle yeah. of an endless desert at the bottom of the world. And they're like, all right, the moon landing was good. Well, I guess give them a base. <laughs> I would say to circle back, it is, uh, I appreciate that you guys have some homegrown conspiracy theories. That's nice to hear that you're not just importing all of ours. I like to think mm. of us uh, that the situation is like we're, we're teaching you to fish instead of you all just yeah. taking it. <laughs> like, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. But... Yeah. The coronavirus thing, the other part of it that was funny when I was looking at it for Australia, besides just like, I was curious to see like if you guys are having the same insane reaction. So I, I am genuinely sorry if the Karen thing is making it that way. Cause like it is, it's every part of it is just nauseating. But apparently the, 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 I don't know if there's a conspiracy theory based off of the news coverage, but the theory is that part of the way the new outbreak in Victoria spread was that Australians came back to Australia, they got put in a quarantine, which apparently they had security watching them, which is way more than we do in this country. And then the security guards fucked the, the travelers. And yep. that's how it spread. <laughs> that's most uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally like nearly every, like all of the new outbreaks can be traced back to that. <laughs> it's fucked. That's, that's such a, the idea that it can spread sexually is such a bullshit thing. I think last week they, uh, I was watching CNN, they debunked that because that's what, that's what Herman Cain was claiming, right? Yeah. He was like, yeah, I got the COVID because I fucked too much. You know, he wasn't <laughs> right about everything. But, yeah. but Canada, was it Canada that had that press release saying that um, they were re- recommending glory holes? Was that a real thing as well? Like, Yes, that was real. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, was- I mean, I, I fully agree without having read the article, but <laughs> tell me more. Their, their idea. The, was- I thought this this I thought this was settled a long time ago, but we can <laughs> we can reopen the case if you want. Their idea was it's not spread through sexual contact, but you don't want to be face to face, and a glory yeah. hole solves that problem. Mm. Yeah, but it, here's the this is always the issue with <laughs> this is always the issue with the glory holes, right? It's yes for the the first person of the night in there just spraying droplets everywhere and making it gross, right? They can leave. But the next person that walks in, spraying droplets. Yeah, the the, per, the next person that walks in now has to deal with a contaminated scene, and it's a real public health risk. Same as it's always been. I just COVID or a Tuesday droplets. in New Orleans. <laughs> I just I was I was cracking up because the Economist article that I first saw referencing it was like, and it seems like the travelers made whoopee. With the security guards, they literally described it as making whoopee. And I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" They did that, be, they did that before they fucked. <laughs> That's a really weird way to to describe a a virus that kills a ton of people. Yeah, no, I know. That's how they introed with the like, "This is how it spread." Is they made whoopee first, and it's like, no, it's probably that second sentence where you said, "And they shared cigarettes." Almost definitely, it was that bit where they were breathing next to each other. It's 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 really fucked up. Like uh, pretty much the whole second wave that's happened in Victoria gets traced down to two or three massive episodes of incompetence. So there's been yeah. there's been people coming back into the country um, not being properly tested or not isolating after they've been tested on the way in. So that there's a big problem. The right. ones that were put into quarantine in these hotels, which 
I think was a, was a good move. The government, instead of putting um, people on who were trained in handling quarantine and and like yeah, public viral containment, they they mm. sort of went with like the cheapest private security firm they could get their hands on, who just put whoever <laughs> subcontracting out the public health care. Yeah, yes. they, yeah, they they did the capitalism thing. These untrained security guards were basically had no idea what they were supposed to be doing, and and. Like they were taking these people that they were supposed to be keeping in the hotel on shopping trips down to like the <laughs> shopping centers and, and, and things like that. I'm assuming as a way to um, win their favor so that uh, they were more likely to um, be open to their sexual advances. <laughs> Fuck. Some of the biggest outbreaks we've had, uh, one of them has been at, at a private school, um, which is like an, like an Islamic faith school, which is, you know, awesome. Like let's, let's bring a bit of, um, bit of heat back onto the Muslim community because they've, they've been having it too easy for a little while in this country now. But it was basically an Islamic school where they had a big family event and some of these security guards had kids at this school and attended said big event and basically so much transmission happened at that event. Um, and, and then that's then gone back out into the community and, and kicked off a whole bunch of different clusters. See, in the States, we've solved this problem by not doing anything. And thus, it is impossible to trace back to just one community to blame. They tried to do that in New York at the beginning. And they tried. There was a brief moment where they were trying to blame the local conservative Jewish community. That, that was so... That, Bill de Blasio is like, if you try to do liberalism but you've never heard of liberalism before. <laughs> and he's just taking, he's just taking guesses. He, our mayor, he just, we're in the middle of COVID, like, uh, you know, one day is like, we need to be on war footing. Okay. We need everyone pitching in, you know, the, the life is going to change for the worse, but we are stronger together. And the very next day it was just like, it's the Jews doing it. <laughs> the Jews in crown Heights. And then the Jews, the Jews in South Brooklyn, they're doing, they need to stop it. Someone needs to stop these Jews. And they sent down the NYPD. Yeah, yeah. And, so and, harass them. And then the next day, it's just like, you know, then it's Black Lives Matter is a very important uh, movement that we all <laughs> should be supporting. Uh, next week, uh, actually, it was very cool and alpha when the NYPD doxed my daughter and uh, beat up all the protesters. I think that was admirable. He's just, ri he's just fucking beatbox scat man on, <laughs> on public policy. But the, outside of that, we haven't there. There have there has been such massive spread that it's impossible to trace stuff back, right? Like even the contact yeah. tracing programs in the states are are basically all just a subcontracted out uh, phone banking center. That's uh, it. Ours here in New York has just been uh, there's a big expose on it because obviously, uh, and Trump has realized this, right? Shit is so out of control, just nationally, right? It, it's already. If we were going to do something, we should have ha already had it set up, ideally before the pandemic, but in, in the initial months would have been good too. We don't have that. So our contact tracing is just hardly funded. It's the lowest morale. The, the government is doing it, set up an agency. Nobody there has any idea what they're supposed to be doing. Nobody talks to them. They don't have any resources or technology to, to reach people. They don't know what their best practices is. It's just there um, literally as a show. They, they put an advertising budget type uh, bit of financial backing behind it and said, there you go. We're on it now. Until there's a second wave, assume it's helping things get better in the same way that, you know, I have a lucky penny that keeps bears away from me. They, they pretty much <laughs> did the same thing here. 
so far not disproven. That's, that's, I, I don't think that our tracing has been too effective. And after this week where we had 700 cases on one day, I mean, the Premier on doing that press release was basically like just throwing his hands in the air and just being like, well, the contract traces are just like, fuck. <laughs> At this point, like, and that's I mean, 700 cases. Like, contact tracing you know. doesn't work. Yeah, it it doesn't work if you have tons and tons of people who have it wandering around in the streets without masks. Like, contact tracing works if you have it under relatively tight control. You know what I mean? Like, once it starts exploding, like, yeah, no, it's a fucking useless program. There's no point in having it anymore. So we've had... Australia really hasn't taken the isolation thing very seriously, and that's probably one of the... Been, probably one of the biggest problems as well could you so, have like the economic necessity of, of people going to work right. has driven a lot of would-be moral people that want to buy into the the collective project towards not killing our own citizens they simply can't stay home i think yeah uh around the same time as the uh the hotel security guard debacle was happening um we started to see a outbreak like a cluster start at an at an abattoir and typically like the staff at an abattoir are all casual so they don't get paid sick they don't get paid days off to be sick um so all those staff and the other thing is when you work at abattoirs you don't typically work at just one you might work at like two or three depending on where the staff's required because again everyone a lot of the staff are casual what is an abattoir um Sorry, what was that? What is an avatar? Uh, a slaughterhouse, a meat, a meat works. Thank you. Or like, a, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, and so the problem there is like a lot of those people were going back to work, um, mm -hmm. and an entire avatar had to shut down because pretty much everyone there got the virus because no one could stay at home because it, it financially wasn't something that they could do. They couldn't eat if they stayed home. Right. We've recently, in the last two weeks, made some slight changes to that where you now get paid $300 to stay at home after you've had the test. Like, so to, to isolate until you get the results, you get paid $300. If you get, uh, if you come back uh, as testing positive to coronavirus, you then get paid $1,500 to stay home and isolate for two weeks. So there is now government assistance to encourage people to isolate, but I was going to say, what is um, the? Yeah. Has there been any talk about wider stimulus, or has that just not been? Yeah, how's your economy dealing with this? Our our stimulus has been a trickle down thing. Um, like we have a we have a neoliberal government, so that was a pretty much uh, you know like a, a straight out of their playbook. Um, so they have paid employers to keep on employees to a certain amount. So the government is essentially keeping people employed with a $1,500 a fortnight payment, um, which is paid through your employer. Oh, they played the employer to make sure they don't fire you. Yeah, so they, they, they're trying to keep people employed. Smart. But that's been their approach. They did double the uh, un unemployment benefit or the disability support pension. They doubled that for this period. When That, that sounds like a lot of money, but for the last decade it's been under the poverty line so so some of those people are living com like I, I shouldn't say comfortably but better than they have for the first time in their lives like because of coronavirus for the most part like the average workers getting job security they're not really getting uh, a stimulus 
as you can yeah. probably imagine as well by um by giving that money to employers <laughs> rather than employees to then pass on yeah. to the employee um yeah. nothing at all is going wrong there <laughs> there's definitely no um <laughs> No seedy business uh, happening. Um, I mean, that kind of thing. I appreciate that they at least recognize that perhaps keeping people from being fired in the first place was important. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. we just went like, that's not a problem. It's it's fine if you just shotgun out fifteen million people onto unemployment. We'll deal with that some other way, maybe perhaps. The thing with the unemployment rate being doubled here, uh, and the disability support pension, like it's winter. You know, and so some of the articles I was reading, oh, that's right, it is like, you know, people, people weren't like, you know, people could eat, but like, you know, they're buying jumpers, they're buying coats. Like this is the first time they've been able to buy warm clothes in winter. Like if they've been yeah. on this payment for a long time, you know, it's, um, it's, it's either that or it's keeping them housed, which is again, going to landlords. So yeah, it's not a massive improvement in quality of life. It's, it's the thing you no. do when you're broke where like you get an influx of money and you're like, cool, uh, that, that thing where like half my jaw is dissolving, maybe I get that fixed now that I've been waiting on or like, Hey, you know mm. how I've been, uh, just refilling the soap container with water to try to get a little more out of it. Maybe I buy yeah. new soap now. Like it's not, you're not like, fuck yeah. Buying a new Jag. Yeah. You pretty much start at the bottom of the hierarchy of needs, uh, because that's where your material conditions have placed you. Well, and you get, you get over like unpaid fines and overdue fees and all those other things. Like my sister-in-law um, at one stage was something like seven or eight grand in like in unpaid fines and, and overdue fees and all that sort of bullshit. And like, she didn't have money. So, so she wasn't paying him. She just had a pile of things that were just completely destroying her psyche. And it was ever growing. Like it, we, when we found out about it, like we all sort of chipped in and, and did what we could to help and, and like sat her down and, and made a plan. And, and, but it's just like people who are living in this, literally living in poverty, um, like well below the poverty line in all of these cases, like w when you give them a stimulus, it's, it's like conservatives always talk about, um, all people are poor because they're not good at saving money. And then when you get a payment like this, um, they attack people for, you know, for saving the money. Yeah. And it's like, but what do you want them to do? Do you want them to, to save the money and, and maybe like climb up to a slightly lower level of poverty? Or do you want them to run out and buy that TV that they've always wanted to, to keep the economy going so that you can continue living your like comfortable lifestyle? Like there's no way to win in this situation yeah fiscal conservatives want to uh go after someone that they think has slightly too much money who is hoarding it uh rather than spending it uh check out supply side economics sometime <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been it's been interesting seeing the uh even even as psychotic as like the business presses in America and the finance people and the economist people because they're all it is all supply side right at this point mm. Right. The idea being like you, you never give stimulus to the people trickle down. Every single one of them has said the only reason things aren't worse is because you are cutting big checks to people. Uh, thank, thank you, Bernie, because he's the one who slipped that one in. They, they weren't going to pass it otherwise. Um, so that's the only reason things weren't aren't even worse right now. And of course, you know, they didn't they didn't re up it. Um, I will say, though, there is some good news. Uh, people are spending their money. Uh, and they're buying guns. That's what's going on in America. 
gun sales are up uh something like 150 <laughs> percent oh shit uh and most and like 40 percent from where we were already yes we already were like that's not starting from like your sad disarmed cuck populace's gun ownership <laughs> that's starting from full-on alex jones psychosis level and we've gone up what was it uh it's something like 150 percent there's no crazy right wing person I can use as a metaphor there. This is an, this is we've reached some sort of conservative apotheosis. The gun itself is now the commentary. I was just curious, like people obviously buying guns, but are they stockpiling ammunition? It's getting expensive, so they must be. Yeah, ammunition is mm. getting real expensive, but it, it's uh, they can't keep part up of it demand. is. Forty percent of it is is new gun buyers. It's not just gun. Now. Oh it's wow! It's like every okay. other person is like, <laughs> "Fuck, it's time to load up." Like shit's getting wild, which makes sense. I mean, like every oppressed minority group in America now is like, clearly the government will kill me, so it's time to fucking start packing. Because like I can't trust that they're gonna save me if I go protest. People will show up to try to shoot me, and then the cops straight up on the news said the reason we didn't bother this protest is because we knew that they were carrying and so we didn't want to incite something worse so we left them alone they were like we didn't fuck with the protesters because they had guns I'm like well yeah now they're all gonna go get guns that's that makes sense it's sort of a, a a dark mirror of u.s foreign policy on nukes right i mean mutually assured destruction right the only the only way to make sure America doesn't fuck with you is to have something that will fuck with them back, and it's that's what's happening within the populace. Uh, like forever, it's been right wing nuts stockpiling guns. The left has started recognizing that there's a possible need for that a little while ago as well, but now it's just spreading to every aspect of society because people are like, it, shit's falling apart, and so you know, of course, sales are going to skyrocket. That is kind of a reassuring um, thing, though, that the cops explicitly said the reason why they didn't bother the protest was because they were carrying i mean that like that that sets like a kind of um optimistic tone for any potential revolutions which might be <laughs> over the horizon when um half the country um gets evicted in like the next couple of weeks yeah exactly i mean yeah that's the setting is now every now even more people have guns and you're about to start trying to push them out on the street and we have had already People have barricaded courthouses so they can't go put in evictions. Landlords that happen in New Orleans. People have shown up to homes to stop landlords from coming in. Like it's, we're already gearing up. So it's <laughs> like, I have no idea why any person in a position of power is like, it's fine if we recess and don't have a plan for what we're going to do going forward. It's cool. Meanwhile, the population is like, fucking civil war, here we go. It feels like a really liminal moment right now. Like yes um there's 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 this real sense of of that whole socialism or barbarism thing is kind of right now yes uh yeah exactly it's like it's it this this is the moment it, it is a moment to hold your breath and see what happens basically that's me and every elevator mm. am i all right because <laughs> we're faced with the constant specter of death i do hold my breath in the elevator we've been forced to create these psychological barriers like humor to not engage with the fact that every time you leave the apartment you have to go through an experience that has killed people that were probably healthier than you oh for sure that's what you were saying that people contracted from the elevator right yeah no this happened multiple times they found super spreader events where someone got in an elevator they left they were asymptomatic got an elevator left and then later someone got in the same elevator not at the same time and they contracted it and basically the entire building ended up getting it so now every time I get in our apartment elevator, yeah, I'm just like, well, let's see how long I can hold my breath. <laughs> good night. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a good day.
I'll see you later. Everybody, thanks for listening. That was Brett Rinless Board, Robin Demonoffel, uh, and then we had Spide and Stock from Extremely Online Left on Twitch. And they're on Twitch three nights a week. Uh, they are in Australia, so it's relatively late night for us if you're in the States, but uh, they're always on doing good work, so you should check them out. We also have bonus episodes on Patreon. Patreon backslash dumb and awful, A-N-D, spelled out. And as always, you can hop in the Discord if you want to chat and bullshit or just hang out. Thank you to our Aussie comrades for getting up early. We appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody.